Ricky Tiki Tavi by Donovan. <laughs> All right, I've been I've been kind of listening to a little bit Don, Donovan lately. I almost saved it for the <laughs> What You Cranking, but I was like, I can't, I can't do that. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm impressed, Donovan, a guy I never really made it around to. You should. He's got some really good songs, really weird songs. Um, I last time I was at a record store, I picked up a Donovan uh, Greatest Hits album for like those in the dollar bin. And um, like it's pretty good. He's got some. He's got some good songs. But I specifically picked that song because. Um, so there was that movie Barbarian um, that I think I told you about. I texted you about it because I got it confused with the movie. Uh, oh, what was that Brad Pitt movie that just came out? Uh, it started with a B too. Ah, I'm totally blanking. I'm I'm on it. Bullet Babylon. Train? Oh, Bab- <laughs> <Sorry>. Babylon. <laughs> Bullet Train. <laughs> so, yes, I texted you that embarrassing story that, so I listened to this uh, podcast, Rory Scovel, the comedian I like, he's been yes. talking about how he had a small part in the movie Babylon. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm, I'm definitely going to make a mental note to see Babylon when it comes out. And then, you know, a short while later, I get on HBO and this movie called Barbarian pops up and I'm like, oh shit, yeah, this is the movie Rory Scovel's in. Right. It is not. Right. <laughs> it is a pretty scary fucking weird movie um made by zach the guy that the, the guy from the whitest kids you know um it ended up being a really good movie but <laughs> there's my favorite scene is um something like fucking weird and terrifying happens and then they just completely cut to black and then it uh it opens up with like justin long driving a convertible um on the california road singing along to that song and he's like doing all the uh, the rapping and everything it's a hilarious scene i i think it was the one of the best parts of the movie for me so and, and i kind of realized like i know the song is meant as a joke but i kind of love it <laughs> Yeah, no. Um, I I have also heard Donovan in some other movies, and I remember thinking like, okay, that's not that's kind of interesting, but I never like followed up with it. Yeah. Um. Also, <laughs> Bill Skarsgård is in Barbarian. Yes, yes, he is. <laughs> that's kind of interesting. Yeah, you should watch it. It's it's pretty interesting. <laughs> it it was kind of a hit. Its budget was four to four point five million. It made. million at the box office. Yeah, that sounds about right. (laughs) So, and I've never heard of this movie. So yeah, I might have to check it out. Well, how was Babylon? Did you ever watch Babylon? (laughs) I, here's the thing. Uh, Tanner, if you're listening, I still haven't watched the final hour. Um, he was giving me shit about it because it's a three hour movie and it's mostly this like, yeah, uh, that's not a Mitch movie. No, it's not. And it's like this movie that is made like, uh, we've actually talked about it. It's like the Hollywood movie. That's about like Hollywood in the fifties and stuff. Like, and there were silent movies like leading up to like movies with sound and everything. It's Mm -hmm. supposed to be this uh, kind of movie about the Hollywood golden era. Um, and it's just up its own ass 
sense of pretentiousness and like, hey, look how great Hollywood is. We're we're so intellectual. And uh, but anyway, it's a three hour movie. And I watched the first two hours and I was like, I got to go to bed. And then I just kind of never really finished the last hour. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's not many three hour mood movies that I really kind of. um that I um, would really recommend. If it is one, it would probably be the Godfather movies because those all get really close to three hours, yeah. especially if you watch any kind of director's cut. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I get that. Also, I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is a movie about old school Hollywood yeah. and is also very good. And is prob- I think it's about a three-hour movie. But- I did, Yeah, I did like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I didn't find that movie boring at all. No. Um, not at all. Uh, you know what movie? Okay, so this is music related. So I do want to I do want to throw this in here. Me and the wife watched the Super Mario Brothers movie last night. Oh, did you? And it was actually really fucking good, by the yeah. way. Yeah. I mean, you I can't imagine it. it. Yeah. Like yeah. of all the people that are in it, the voice actors, it's phenomenal. The writing is really good. There's a lot of Mario references that um kid like i mean i think kids would get but they would have to be older to recognize all the different games but yeah there's like a luigi's mansion reference there's like um there's certain eras of mario they reference what which i personally really enjoyed um but what was really surprisingly good was the music so they did a good job of taking those traditional mario themes like there's a like you know the peaches song that that jack black did okay yeah mm-hmm. okay so part of that scene he's sitting at the piano and he like has a kamekian play with him and he does the like do 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 but they turn it into kind of like a you know like a piano score where it mm-hmm. sounds more natural it and it was really good i was like wow they really like kind of took care to keep the themes in the movie but it would sound kind of ridiculous if the whole movie was just it just wouldn't work but they did a good job of taking that and turning it into something that did work. And then at the very end, I don't want to spoil it, but somebody gets the star power up and you know that they turn that into a bop. It was like jazzy. It sounded like a song out of whiplash for a minute. Nice. Cause they did like five variations on it. It was like five different songs. It was, I, I was like impressed that they really like took that much care with the music and it and it made it uh, I I think better. So, uh, but yeah, it was actually a it, it was actually a pretty solid movie. Yeah, I, I I think you would enjoy it, even though you don't really dig animation. <laughs> it is definitely a nostalgic money grab for people who are old enough <laughs> right. to give a shit. Um, but they do a good job with it. Like there, there was only a couple things where I was like, man. But for the most part, it was a really good movie. So. Yeah. Yeah, gotcha. Cool, man. We'll have to have to check that out. Yeah, it uh, deserves the the attention it gets. Yeah, gotcha. So we are recording on a Sunday morning again. We haven't done that in a while. Um, yeah. So I felt kind of weird about this next bit, but uh, I'm okay. gonna crack a beer. <laughs> what you? Yeah, are you are you are you with me or what? I am with <laughs> you. I'm I'm drinking a Red Bull currently because um, uh, I gotta have wings, baby. Yeah. <laughs> 
So I also realized there's a Reds game going on right now. So that was kind of poor planning on our part. But uh, I promise uh, I'm not going to have it open. I'm pretty sure one time I recorded an entire podcast with the Reds game just on. Like, and I didn't really pay attention. (laughs) You did. You 100% did. Uh, Oh, India hit a double. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I'm going to pull up at least the box score on my phone. Okay. Oh yeah, that actually I think the one that's going on right now, I think my boss is at actually. She wanted to go see the Yankees. So Yeah, yeah. They haven't been to uh Cincinnati in like a very long time, if ever. Yeah, I kinda noticed that. Yeah, I'm sure they've been before, but it's I'm sure it's been a long time. If we were watching the game, I'm sure they would tell us. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm having a weird sports revival right now in my life. Like, I haven't got to watch, as because right now both the NBA and hockey are in the playoffs. And they're actually both in the semifinals. Oh, yeah, that's right. And I think I'm going to watch the Stanley Cup and the NBA finals. Weird time for me. I don't know. I'm just super into sports. I'm only playing sports games. I'm like (laughs) really into it for some reason. Well, that's cool, man. I just, I can't really get behind basketball. I just, I I don't think it's that fascinating. I know I have friends that are like obsessed with it, but I just, I can't get into it. But power to you. So the Rewatchables podcast I listen to is by Bill Simmons, which Bill Simmons is kind of, I think the last legendary sports writer that's like alive. Um, cause he did uh, like so many of those 30 for thirties Oh yeah, and, and worked in sports journalism for a long time. And, um, I really like him. I think he's really funny. I think he's really smart. He loves movies. He loves sports. I'm like, cool. I'm into both. And, uh, just hearing him talk about basketball has like widened my perception of it. Um, also I did just actually sit down and watch the entirety of the last dance documentary. Like, That's right. A month oh, you ago. did. Yeah. Yeah. Did. So, um, um, I have a new appreciation for basketball. Yeah. Uh, and Michael Jordan. And actually, after walk, watching that, I'm adamantly, you know, Le- LeBron versus Jordan. I'm so Jordan, it's not even funny. Yeah. Because <laughs> they beat the shit out of each other. Like, <laughs> beat the actual shit. Like, Jordan's coming off the court bleeding. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, that would never happen now. It's a different right. game. I mean, don't get me wrong, but I'm like, no. Nah. Well, he played like a championship series with the flu. Well, that too. Yeah, he <laughs> went in and played that game with the flu. Um, but I didn't even think that was the craziest thing that the guy did. <laughs> also, he wasn't that bad at baseball. Was he not? He wasn't. <laughs> he wasn't a superstar. But that dude, when I think he batted like 250, Okay. Yeah. Like that's, he ha- I mean, he, that'll get you into the MLB now. <laughs> he was he was like middle of the road, but what Ooh. was impressive is that he put all that together in like six months. Right. Yeah. And yeah. then and then played major league baseball at yeah. least adequately well, which yeah. is insane. <laughs> Did you know he has a nine hole golf course at his uh, his estate now, and um, he paid someone to come and design it um, in a manner that uh benefits his playing style so basically he'll come over he'll have friends come over and gamble but he'll always win because like you know i i i don't know the full details but like let's say for example oh i always you know hit dog leg left and i you know you know shank it to the right uh well they just move the fairway a little bit to the right boom now he's great (laughs) so he'll just come over and make bank off his friends because it's a weird course that's only designed for him 
Yes. And yeah, that dude definitely had a gambling problem. <laughs> right. And I think he bet on his own games. Yeah. I I think he did. I think there was evidence that he did. Yeah. But anyways, this isn't a sports pod. Well, wait, also, we fucked up, Mitch. What are you drinking? Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> Speaking of sports, um, I grabbed this because it had my name all over it. I had to. Um, This is a beer called by Sun King Brewery in Indianapolis. Um, It's called Outfield Assist. Um, It is apparently the official craft beer of Victory Field in Indianapolis where the uh, Indians play. I think they're still called the Indians. Not for long. No? No, they're the guardian wait well and that well that's well in who in, are you talking about <laughs> the indianapolis minor league team oh um, i'm a dummy no you're right i mean there's uh, yeah i mean i was thinking of the cleveland indians and they're right. the cleveland guardians now <laughs> but you yeah. said indiana so uh yeah nope yeah they're still called the indians oh, okay, um okay. for now uh <laughs> but anyway um yeah so it's a um it's a vienna style lager um so i was kind of excited about that it's just a lager pretty light um well let's see that is really good yeah it it is a lager so it's kind of light but again that vienna style i think gives it some extra flavor um kind of like a darker vanilla e i'm getting notes of vanilla for sure I've noticed with like Vienna style lagers, there's like I, I think there's more spice. They do yeah, more spices. Definitely. Yeah. Well oh. I'm pretty excited about what I have today. I found something actually kinda cool just because I haven't seen it before. This is from Goose Island Brew Beer Company. It is the Hazy Bear Hug. <laughs> Dude. I got that one for my next for the next episode. Do you really? Fuck yeah. yeah. I, well, I don't know if it's the hazy. I think it's a different type of bear hug. Okay. But yeah. <laughs> no, what are the chances? That's so crazy. I would have saved it, but I didn't know we that. We had so no already, way of knowing. I, I no opened knowing. it. So, all right. Well, that's funny. We'll get some reaction. But yeah, I haven't seen this before, but it's a bright, sunshiny haze IPA. A hazy IPA. Uh... Is there any fun things I can ascertain from the can? Nope. This is a 19.2 fluid ounce can, though. That's huge. Yeah. I The, the, the one I have is the same size. That's just it, such a weird <laughs> size. <laughs> yeah, it's huge. Oh, that is IPA. Yeah. <laughs> that is a lot at 1130 in the morning. <laughs> yeah that's why i saved it for the second episode because Man. i wanted to have my wits about me for a little bit yeah for yeah for at least a little <laughs> bit yeah you may have been smart in that but uh yeah no it's pretty good it is strong i think it's kind of flirting with the ipas i haven't enjoyed mm-hmm. it's kind of flirting with that it's it's really dry without anything else really offsetting that dryness because that's still the ipas i don't like if i drink one and it's just like the Sierra Desert in my mouth, and it's not. Yeah. It, and it's not hitting me with anything else fun. I'm just kind of like, eh, this is gonna be a hard beer to get through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I got you there. I think the uh, Goose Island. I think they're in Chicago, mm-hmm. um, because they have a they have an IPA called like three one two. I think which is the Chicago area code. Right. Um, and I think that was the first IPA 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 I ever had. Um. 
because uh, twister. I was, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you try to say it then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you fucking uh, say it, dude. Um, no, it was, uh, and I remember it, I wasn't quite ready for IPAs yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, it was pretty strong. <laughs> yeah, I um, I think I I stayed away from IAs and I IPAs, and I think where kind of the distaste that I had for them came from, I always tried to drink them like a normal beer. So I got sick a bunch of couple, you know, I was just an idiot. I didn't know what I I didn't realize that, you know, you you literally will just get sick just from the sheer heaviness of the beer. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and and I just, yeah, I apparently it took me a long time to learn that scale. Now I know, oh, if you just like drink it normally at a normal speed, you'll be fine. And you (laughs) can, dare I say, have two. Yeah. (laughs) So. Um, but all right, Mitch. Well, that was like eight tangents in a row before we even got here. Um, on brand, pretty um, much, yeah, yeah. But we are not running a sports podcast. We're running a fucking music podcast, dude. Yeah. So let's talk about some music. So I this one was a little bit from me, um, but I told you so you could do you know your own little digging, which I'm realizing I think we need to do moving forward. I think if it's about like a topic, yeah. I think we should just share so we could both educate ourselves slightly. Sure, yeah. <laughs> um, I think it works better. But I wanted to talk about the Filthy 15. So the Filthy 15, for those who don't know, are 15 songs that the PMRC, which is the Parents Music Resource Center, which is hilarious... Because <laughs> um, it was really a bunch of angry white moms in Washington, where pretty much a majority of them, their husbands were like congressmen, um, also Tipper Gore, um, basically wanted to stick it to the the evil music of the day, and uh, basically through everything that they did, and ni- and it was in the eighties, like nineteen eighty five. Um, basically got the parental advisory sticker started through this and, Mm -hmm. and just basically, you know, went on a tirade against basically extreme music. I don't really want to say censorship. I don't think they really had that, but I'm sure they would have, if they could have, they were just really like rebelling, you know, really wanting to shut down all these terrible music, corrupting the kids' minds and, you know, all this stuff. It was the start of, you know, kind of Satan panic was happening too. Mm -hmm. You know, that's kind of the back- backdrop. But they have 15 songs that they picked was the worst of the worst. So where I wanted to start was I wanted to kind of go through the list and just talk about some of these songs. Because the majority of these songs I've listened to. So I didn't I didn't go back and listen to every single song just because, I don't know, Motley Crue's on here. I'm not going to listen to Motley Crue. <laughs> uh, Shots fired. I refuse. <laughs> dude, Motley, dude, you know what? I'm going to let it go. Moving on. Have you heard about the thing with Motley Crue and their whole legal battle? Yeah. yeah. Okay. You kind of filled me in one time because I, I wasn't aware of that. And I showed up to the podcast wearing a Motley Crue t-shirt and you were like, bro, um, we need to talk. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I fucking hate those guys. <laughs> I would love for all of them to die in a car crash. <laughs> I think Vince Neil killed somebody with his car. The wrong person. <laughs> Guy could have been a serial killer. I would have rather right. <laughs> Vince Neil fucking die. Sorry. Anyways, uh, let's go through the Harsh. list, Mitch. 
Yeah. Yeah, um, let's go through it. Okay, so uh at the top they have Darling Nikki by Prince. Which is a pretty graphically sexual song. <laughs> um so I kind of get that. And and they list the reason. So that says sex masturbation, which it does talk about sex and masturbation. Ooh. Um Foo Fighters, amazing cover of that song. One of my favorite oh. Foo Fighters covers. Have you That's never awesome. heard that? No, I didn't know they did that. Oh, no. it fucking jams, dude. Yeah, you should check that out. It jams. Um, Sheena Easton with Sugar Walls for sex. I have not heard this song, but I did check out the lyrics, and she's saying, like, let you into my sugar walls. Yeah, that's pretty on the nose. Pretty on the nose. <laughs> um, Judas Priest with Eat Me Alive for sex. Um, uh, a Judas Priest song I haven't heard. Once again, I did hear some of the lyrics from that. I didn't think it was that bad. Well, it was kind of weird because I mm. think he insinuates like somebody is under threat of a knife or something. It, it was a little, it was pretty sadomasochistic. Yeah. Huh. Um, <laughs> which is a little heavy. Uh, Vanity's strap on Robbie baby. Which I have no idea what that is. Haven't heard it, but I can imagine based on title alone. Yeah, it's probably rightful to be on this list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Motley Crue with Bastard. Now, this one was Violence, uh, which is interesting. Um, but I don't know that one really all that well. ACDC, Let, my put, let Me Put My Love Into You. Uh, yeah, pretty thinly veiled. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's uh, kind of how ACDC rolls. But, um, yep, big balls. <laughs> yeah, big ball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But Let Me Put My Love Into You is a terrible ACDC song. That is one okay. of my least favorite ACDC songs. It's not not a good one. Uh, Twisted Sisters, we're not going to take it. That's an inf- infamous one. Hilarious that they fucking thought that violence was what they quoted it. Yeah, that's insane to me. I don't I don't really think find that song offensive. I, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know how you can. Like, it's. We're not gonna take it. Like, I don't, does he even threaten anybody? It's not like we're not gonna take it or else, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, it's not even kind of a threat. Uh, we got Madonna dress you up. I don't like Madonna, so I don't really care. She's batshit yeah. insane. Uh, Wasp with their with their song Animal parentheses fuck like a beast. Didn't Madonna date uh, Dennis Rodman? She did. I think for a time, the biggest person she dated was a Rod. Oh, okay, okay. And got him into whatever weird, creepy cult she's fucking in. Oh, God, I didn't realize that. Oh, dude. Uh. <laughs> oh, man, it's... <laughs> if anybody is eating babies to absorb their essence and soul, it's Madonna, <laughs> right. dude. She is fucking crazy. Yeah, jeez. I remember... Um, I, I listened to a podcast where I think it was Pete Holmes interviewed dennis rodman on his podcast which is it doesn't make any sense to me it was like why there is no crossover between these two people these two people and their <laughs> yeah. fan base um but it was i think it was basically around like peak like 96 bulls was when they were dating um and he's just insane he's an insane person yeah <laughs> but, yeah yeah no rodman is really but rodman's in kind of insane in a in a in a good way you know mm-hmm. what i mean like you know that the dude is like intense, you know, he's yeah. covered in tattoos. He had the, the colored hair, which, you know, in, in you know, 96 bull, you know, nineties yeah. was wild. This guy was wild. He, you know, would wear women's clothes. I mean, he was, you know, but you knew <laughs> what you were getting. 
A-Rod, on the other hand, whole different level of crazy, <laughs> just stuff deep yeah, down exactly. inside. Like I watched, um, there, there's a documentary about A-Rod that I watched. I don't even, I may have just even been a YouTube documentary. I really don't remember. But the whole thing was like, somebody was talking about that phase of A-Rod's career where he's with Madonna and he just is getting all involved in whatever the, her fucking kooky ass religion she's into. I don't remember. But like he would constantly, people would come over and he would just have Madonna music videos on repeat in like <laughs> oh the God. living room. Yeah, it was, dude, he was like brainwashed, dude. It is, it's creepy. It's creepy shit. Yeah, definitely. It's And it's sad. And I'm just like, I've never thought Madonna was hot either. Yeah. Even young Madonna. I'm like, her face is weird. Right. She looks like a fucking alien. Yeah. Um, okay, so we got Def Leppard, High and Dry. Um, merciful fate into the coven and they quoted that as a cult and okay okay they're not wrong <laughs> so um <laughs> i guess i get that uh black sabbath with their song trashed which i've never even heard yeah uh mary jane girls in my house okay venom with possessed fuck it oh venom i have listened to venom's pretty good actually okay. uh and then cindy lopper with shebop which is Damn. also about <laughs> sex and masturbation. Um, I just think Wa- it's weird that Wasp is on the same list as Cindy Lauper. Period. Straight up. <laughs> and that's why I wanted to go through the songs and why I didn't really think listening to every single one of these songs was important. <laughs> right. Because you kind of see how this is all over the fucking place. Like yeah. they don't. I feel like they don't really know what they're trying to accomplish because. And I think if you look at each artist, some of them I'm definitely less familiar with, but there's, like, Cindy Lauper wasn't, like, countercultural, but she was a little bit more extreme for a pop star. Mm-hmm. She wore a lot of crazy clothes. You know, I, I feel like it was pretty image-based, because you have, like, Def Leppard, um, which they weren't, you know, your they weren't your parents' favorite band in the eighties. You know what right. I mean? They, you know, pour some sugar on me. Like, you know, ACDC obviously are like their whole shtick is like little Australian schoolboys, like, Oi! yeah, and you know, drinking <laughs> beer and boobs. And so I kind of thought that this list, the, the reason they picked these songs was basically anybody who had a song that was mildly suggestive, but had a really extreme mm-hmm. appearance or like reputation. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. that's why I feel like Def Leppard is on here. Why Madonna's on here? Because Madonna was like crazy controversial in the eighties. You know what yeah. I mean? She wrote the joyous sex and that whole thing when that came out. Um, Twisted Sister just looks batshit crazy. They look mm-hmm. like wrestlers, you know. <laughs> so I, I just kind of feel like this list and Judas Priest is pretty glaringly gay i don't know why we didn't know rob halford was gay (laughs) it's pretty obvious man (laughs) like it's but everybody is like kind of extreme looking and i don't think that this is a smart list at all i'm sure there was way worse songs that were like actually you know maybe could use a little bit of warning for but i i i I think it's all over the place. These artists make no sense. How do they even know about Merciful Fate? You know what I mean? Like that, I, 
I don't think Merciful Fate was that popular. I don't think they were ever that popular. Yeah. For metal kids, yeah, sure. But, like, the normal kid wasn't like, oh, yeah, buy a Merciful Fate record. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I wasn't alive, so maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> but, yeah, so the PMRC, the Parents Music Resource Center, um, basically took these 15 songs as, like, an example, and they, they wanted to establish some kind of rating system like movies had at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, which is also completely arbitrary and dumb, by the way. Right, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm just going to pull some stuff from the Wikipedia article just to give you some stuff. So the Parents Music Resource Center was founded in 1985. The group's formation was cemented uh, with the financial help of Mike Love from the Beach Boys. Uh, yep, I read that too. God damn it. <laughs> and Joseph Coors, the owner of Coors Beers, <laughs> who had nothing fucking better to do. Pretty much, yep. <laughs> um, both had actively supported Reagan's candidacy, which makes a lot of fucking sense, and Coors uh, offered offices to the PMRC. So basically, lobbyists, fucking mm -hmm. political money. I sound like a fucking crazy person. <laughs> Uh, but I think they got a lot of footing when Tipper Gore chimed in. And mm -hmm. I think once Tipper Gore did that, and uh, I had a little note. Eminem, Eminem fans are well acquainted with Tipper Gore. Uh, he makes a lot of references to Tipper Gore <laughs> in his first album. His first two albums, actually. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so yeah, that's that's what it is. That's the songs on the list. I wanted to talk about some of the other stuff. For example... There was three, maybe a little bit more, but there was three primary people that kind of, because there was a Senate hearing or a Congress hearing or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Who cares? And, <laughs> and there was three people who really like was, was standing up for music and kind of basically freedom of speech. Dean Steiner from Twisted Sister, which I don't know if any, if you have not seen his testimony, go watch it. The dude is a badass. He's 30 years old in the video, which is hilarious because he looks 80. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like he does now. Like the dude yeah. looks like a 50-year-old. And now he looks 74. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, it's the damnedest thing. But he just lays this articulate, smart fucking beat down in this like denim jacket. His hair is all twisted sistery, and <laughs> yeah. just lays down this logical factual based argument and i love it it's i i actually talked about it for a public speaking class oh, cool. um i used that as an example just because he didn't like he talked like he would talk but he's also like smart mm -hmm. and you know and i know that they weren't prepared for that um frank zappa was a big one uh mm. i don't really take a lot of frank zappa says seriously he's pretty fucking out there um yeah dude had a line of pantyhose um apparently so that's news to me yeah he's he's a weird <laughs> cat man i don't know then also john denver <laughs> which <laughs> i find hilarious and at first i was like am i gonna be into john denver <laughs> and then he started talking and then i was like yeah i'm good so john denver was quoted as saying and this is half-ass internet research so i just i have to to, to borrow from the rewatchables this is definitely half-ass internet research but he was quoted as saying he, he compared the rating system to Nazi book burning, which, wow, I, I hear you. I don't think it's quite that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this was the 80s. Like comparing anything to Nazi Germany now is like 
instantly shut the fuck up. Yeah. In the eighties. Yeah, I, I I mean I can let it slide, but I am like, hey John Denver, eat a granola bar. Why don't you leave this to the <laughs> right. big boys? All right. <laughs> And then also you're not in any harm, my dude. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard your music. You're not getting slapped with a parental advisory sticker anytime soon. No, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Like fucking Snyder and Zappa are sitting there like, why the fuck is John Denver here? <laughs> right. He's like, you know, Zappa's like, I don't know. I wrote all my songs are about dicks and masturbation. I don't right. <laughs> I'm not on the fil- 15. I can see Zappa being mad. He's not on the filthy 15. Like, oh yeah, I wrote <laughs> songs about like Jewish people, and I don't think they were flattering. <laughs> he walks in that. He walks in and sits besides D. Snyder, and he's like, "No, nah, I think you're supposed to be sitting over there, my dude. Like, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. sit over there with Tipper Gore. <laughs> yeah, you're over there, John. I don't know what you're doing over here. Um, but basically, I'm talking about John Denver because he had no good quote. So that was a quote yeah. that he had. Then another one, he said, that which is denied becomes that which is most desired, and that which is hidden becomes that which is more interesting. That's a fucking dumbass sentence, first off. That was hard to even read. Yeah. <laughs> and so his justification is, well, if you make it taboo, people are just going to buy it more. Instead of saying, hey, fuck you, I'm allowed to say what I want. And I shouldn't right. be penalized for it. <laughs> John Denver's hot take is like, well, you know, it's just going to make the kids more excited about it. Like, John Denver, go on a fucking hike, dude. Let the big boys handle this. What are you doing out here? Dude, I'm telling you, next week, John Denver fucking dead. This happened with Gordon Lightfoot. <laughs> and, and well john denver might already be dead i don't remember but if he's not we're coming for you john <laughs> hot topic so i yeah i shit on vince neal uh john denver and madonna so we'll see which one of those three drop dead yeah it's our celebrity death pool <laughs> our celebrity <laughs> death pool sorry it's all in jest and oh sorry about gordon <laughs> he, he died in 97. Oh, John Denver did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh. All right. Well, that was uh, long at. God, he I mean, died in 97? Yeah, he was only he was born in 43. He would have been 50 54. So, and I still have to hear his shitty ass music every time I'm in a store? Yeah, pretty much. God. <laughs> oh boy. You know, it makes me think of that movie uh, called Yesterday where the guy gets in a car crash and then he wakes up and nobody knows who the Beatles is. Oh, yeah, that's a good movie. Yeah. yeah. If only, <laughs> if only that could happen with John Denver. We just wipe him from the fucking plane of this earth. Because you know that scene in The Office where uh, Andy and, and Dwight do that little duel. And they're Love do- that scene. And they're yeah. doing Country Roads. I fucking mm-hmm. hate that song. I don't. Yeah, it's it's a bad song. Only part about that scene that I hate is the fact that it's a John Denver song. I know it, right? And I'm just like, <laughs> oh god, because Ed Helms shreds it at, at banjo, but we're not there yet. Cor- yeah, correct. <laughs> <laughs> You're very correct. No, he does like absolutely shred. Um. So, anyways, there's really not much else to talk about. As this happens, there was court hearings. Musicians obviously were pissed off and and fought Ooh. against it. 
Well, what I thought was interesting is so they this whole hearing happened in 85. Now, it wasn't until 1992 that they actually used the parental advisory sticker for the first time. And do you know on what album that was? Two Live Crew? NWA, straight out of Compton. Ooh, are you sure? I'm pretty sure. I remember it in my memory, and then I also Googled it about an hour ago. <laughs> when was Two Live Crew? I didn't even know they had a parental advisory. Yeah, on their... Uh, um... Uh, uh, Google, stop trying to figure out what I'm trying to say and just let me put it. Oh, yeah, yeah, straight out of Compton. Okay. I, up to this point, really was convinced that it was, uh, uh, two Live Crews album. Um, whatever album that was, like one of the first albums that came out. Huh. Well, here's an article that says in 1989, two live crew released as nasty as they want to be. The first CD to display the parental advisory label for explicit content. Oh, my so. God. <laughs> well, wait. Now we... I'm not so sure. Yeah, wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's a fun fact. Dude, okay. The internet is unhinged. Because <laughs> I just saw this thing that said, Today I learned that one of the first albums to have a parental advisory sticker was Frank Zappa's Jazz from Hell in 1986. The album is completely instrumental. So what we, the hell? So we <laughs> don't know. It's pretty much those legend things. Um, <laughs> Urban legend. I really wish I would have came across this while getting this episode ready because I would have <laughs> right. went down a fucking rabbit hole, dude. <laughs> Yeah. Well, now it makes me think, like, what if NWA, like, wasn't the first, but they just, like, claimed to be the first to try to get more album sales. So speaking of John Denver, he might have had a point there because that's one of the big things that, like, I mean, I'm not going to say that's the reason that album sold so much, but uh when I first heard NWA when I was like a teenager, I was like, holy shit, these guys are like, (laughs) I shouldn't be listening to this. This is awesome. A song called Fuck the Police, and my mom is like kind of a cop. Like, whoa. <laughs> I just, I love like little. I just picture you as like a 10 year old. So you're you, but just like shorter. Oh, uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. You, like, you still yeah. have the beard and everything. Yeah. But you're just kind of like, whoa. Like, you're just like super jazzed about everything in life. <laughs> you're just like, whoa. <laughs> Hey, Mitch, you want to watch Pulp Fiction? Whoa! Whoa! (laughs) Hey, hey Mitch, you know, uh, sometimes people's parents get divorced. Whoa! What the fuck? (laughs) Well, I wouldn't have said fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. What the heck? What the freak, dude? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's fantastic. Anyways, well, you kind of led into... So I said that to me... All this controversy, all this stuff. I, to me, there was two outcomes that reverberated aha, through music, <laughs> you know, even even to nowadays, I think, in a lot of respects. So, one, I'm pretty against the parental advisory sticker. I do think it's – well, I, I think I'm against it in the sense of why they implemented it. They wanted to Ooh. implement it to discourage – they'll say to protect the kids so parents know what they're buying – 
just fucking listen to the music. It, you, mm-hmm. you don't need a fucking sticker if you're that unwilling to take time to be like, well, do I want my kid listening to this? Because I do think that there's music that an eight-year-old doesn't need to hear right away. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think they should listen to music that just has, like, curse word after curse. I mean, I just, you know, I think it's a little bit extreme. And, yeah, maybe they shouldn't hear wasp, animal, parentheses, fuck like a beast. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want my eight-year-old daughter listening to that. Right. <laughs> but when she's like 12, 13, at that point, who cares? Because they're very aware of a lot more things in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, you know, yeah, I don't think a six-year-old should be able to rap an Eminem song. That would make me uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I, I do think that there's a purpose, but I don't I don't genuinely think that's why they did it. I think they did that to try to punish the people making this type of music to potentially yeah. hurt them in their pocketbook thinking that yeah. that was the way that they were going to, I don't know, revolutionize the music industry. Yeah. They'll never say this, but they were absolutely trying to censor them, but you can't say that because that's against the constitution. Yeah. So. They, they knew a censorship <laughs> thing wouldn't have gone anywhere that they wouldn't mm-hmm. have had a leg to stand on. So they went with what they went with. But to me, there was two outcomes that happened. So, the first outcome is that really all it seemed to do was, in all fair, in all credit to John Denver, exactly what he said. People were jazzed about the presidential advisory sticker, <laughs> and it just boosted album sales. People just yeah. would buy it because it had the sticker, and they're like, "Fucking cool, man! Oh man, what are they talking about?" And I couldn't help but like watching some of the interviews, watching the court hearings, and just going back and, and researching this. Did none of them fucking read Fahrenheit four fifty one? yeah like you start burning books the first thing people will do will start hiding the books i Mm -hmm. what did you think you would accomplish right you start banning guns people are gonna (laughs) i'm just i'm not gonna go down that rabbit hole i mean (laughs) wrong podcast (laughs) it, it is and i don't we don't need to get in the political side of it but that's still a good example if you tell people we're we're banning guns they're going to fucking hoard guns, dude, because you that's just how it works. Prohibition. All right, we're done with alcohol. You don't get Ooh. to drink alcohol anymore. And then there was just some people in Kentucky like, fuck that. Yeah, right. Get the whale going, well, and they start. I think it's worth mentioning. I, I, I just want to be responsible for a second. No one is trying to ban guns except for potentially like AK-47s and assault rifles because there's just no need for it. Um what what they're actually asking for is like better control with guns um and better procedures to get a proper license um so just that out of the way we can move forward it, no you you are right nobody's actively trying to ban guns um yeah. you know i just wanted to say it because that's all that the other side will hear yeah gun <laughs> ban well no yeah. we just don't want you to like you know buy a bazooka gun, no gun ban yeah, <laughs> exactly. The same thing with the defund the police. It's a really bad name because that's not what it even is. No, so. it's just redistrib- re- yeah. Yeah, redistributing a city's budget. Yeah. Defund the police. It's gun ban. They got guns, you ban them. You done ban the guns. All right, sorry. It's probably only funny to us. <laughs> but uh, anyways... Uh, but yeah, no, just Fahrenheit 451, just, it, well, one, it's my favorite book. One, it's one of the top 10 books that are burned, yeah. which is hilarious, <laughs> right. by the way. <laughs> the irony. The irony, yeah, just <laughs> oozing an irony. But I, I, I just, I really do think that. Like, did you guys not study 
anything in history that showed you that people, because you're telling them that this is bad, that people will automatically gravitate toward because you're not responsible for telling people what's good, what's morally good and morally mm-hmm. bad. And this is a great example of the Reagan administration and their fucking bullshit idea of morals and how they basically tried to force mm-hmm. it on the entire country. And I have a theory that they did, and we're still living through the ramifications of Reagan's presidency. Anyways, not why we're here today. Sorry. <laughs> a little ran on. I fucking hate Ronald Reagan. Yeah. Was that... Sorry, I thought you were talking about... Uh, I got Nixon confused. I thought you were talking about the war on drugs. Because um, wasn't that Nixon? Is that not what you were talking about? The war on drugs was Reagan primarily, believe it or not, Nancy Reagan. Okay. Just say no, sure. that was the Reagan administration. Yeah, gotcha. Well, that's why we're a music podcast. Exactly. So. <laughs> but that is that is when the police basically became militarized to then bust open people's doors with a tank. Yeah. And like, where's the cocaine? It's yeah. Like, this is a gas station. <laughs> I saw a black guy in here. Where's the coke? Don't lie to me. And that, and and we're still dealing with effects of that today. Who, anyways? I woke up in a fucking mood today, dude. I guess we are. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the second outcome that I think happened. And my personal opinion, it kind of encouraged making music edgy, just to basically make edgy music. So I think because it boosted album sales for the albums that had this parental Mm. advisory sticker. Then people started to realize, well, if we come out with something really edgy, really in their face, we're going to, we're going to make money. And I think that also contributed to hair metal dying because I think it just got flooded with how crazy can we get? Let's put a severed woman's head on the album cover. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) <laughs> you know, and and just totally double down on it, and I think that basically, but it wasn't music with substance. It was just, it wasn't an artist saying, "Here's something I made, and it is provocative," but it, mm-hmm. I'm trying to create a point. It was, yeah. look at this provocative thing I made, and buy it because of how provocative mm-hmm. it is. Do you think that also might have had to do with like music aside? Do you think that also might have had something to do with the? poor reputation for like hair metal stars back in the day like wasp their whole thing was like they would trash hotel rooms and they would do drugs and drink all the time like do you do you think that they were doing that as an act at at a certain point because like that's what people expected of them um and they had to kind of fit this box where they were just complete drug addicts and they got to be extreme so i i i do actually i think like i think the 80s hair metal guys were emulating the 70s guys like mm-hmm. that were i mean you know those rock bands in the 70s were huge partiers like zeppelin yeah. tore shit down yeah and the who the the <laughs> who and a lot of them kind of slept with underage girls which yeah i'm totally <laughs> not going to defend it was a little bit different back then i don't know why i'm pretty sure my mom dated somebody that was like 20 when she was like 16 it's a thing that happened. I'm, I just yeah. prompt from personal experience. <laughs> it was just happening. Okay. I don't yeah. know why, <laughs> but it was, um, but they partied hard. And I think the 80, the, the guys in the eighties try did try to emulate that. But I think you're totally right. 
is hair metal grew and grew and grew. It's like the hairspray just kept going. It just, you know, the the hole in the air ozone layer is primarily like 82 to 84. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? That's yeah. not true. I'm making that up. But <laughs> in my head, it's just the 80s. That's what the hole is. We should call it the 80s. Um, but it just kept getting more and more extreme. And then when you have the government say you know, I think we're going to intervene here. It just, I think it just turned it to 11. And then, but, and the decline of Western civilization films. Uh, the first one was about punk rock in the seventies. And the second one was about eighties hair metal. And I don't know if you've watched that, um, but it's an incredible insight into that scene. And you see that there's a lot of people that are doing it as an act and they're well aware there's so many bands that just aren't that good or are good and are just struggling because they're like, we don't really want to do heroin. Mm. And, um, but then there was also people that were in these bands that was in the scenes that were just addicts. There's yeah. a really sad scene. I forget. I actually want to say it was one of the guys from wasp who's sitting at his home in his pool in his pool. Yeah, that is the guy from Wasp. That's exactly what I was thinking of, yeah. That's the most famous scene from that movie because it's heartbreaking because mm-hmm. his mom is sitting there and he's just pouring yeah. Jack Daniels down his throat. So mm-hmm. there, there's people that are addicts that just happen to be a part of a scene that was like, yeah, you know, girls, 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 you know, and that scene, and it just burned out. And, you know, it, it just burned out. And I think that other styles of music, because of all this controversy with edginess and all this stuff, mm-hmm. started to be a lot more edgy than they were being. Because, yeah. you know what I mean? It, it just shifted. And as it shifted away from that, then the 80s hair guys started to, you know, kind of come down the totem pole. And then you hit the early 90s and they were just done. They were the dino- yeah. the dinosaurs mm-hmm. of rock. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I've never really understood that part. It's what I always personally hated about 80s hair metal. It's like, I don't want to do cocaine. I don't want to <laughs> yeah. go to a strip club. Why do mm-hmm. I like this music? Dr. Feelgood, I think it's about heroin. What, what yeah, are we doing? Uh-huh. Like, I'm not into this. <laughs> And just as a responsibility to bring up Weezer on every single episode, um, okay. Rivers Cuomo like really struggled with that. He was a complete straight edge guy that loved hair metal, but he was like, "Man, where do I even fit in?" Because like he didn't do drugs, drink, uh, but he loved that kind of music. So he kind of like tried to carve out his own niche. Uh, anyway, there that was my Weezer spiel for the day. Sure, sure. <laughs> um. You can cut out the part about Weezer too if you want. <laughs> no, that that's a good point actually. No, that 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 was actually a good point. Um, that's exactly it. So you know, I never really, I don't have a lot of love for eighties hair metal. I mean, yeah, there's some bands I like and some music I like, but but that's what I think so silly about this whole thing is just like you know, I, <laughs> it, it's all bullshit, man. They weren't. I I don't even know what the line is for music to actually be worthy of censorship i because it's i I, we all kind of understand that music is just that it's just music so one of the dumbest things you could do is like hearing eminem in the mid 90s and then dressing up like the dude you know like because i was into eminem when i was young probably too young but my mom Mm -hmm. had that open mind of as long as you're not doing the things in these songs. I'm good. I don't care. You just like music, which was a really mm-hmm. cool take for her. And it 
kept my love of music going. But what I didn't think was I want to be like Eminem. When I listened right. to all that music, even as like a 12-year-old, I wasn't like, oh, he's so cool. I'm like, he's a great songwriter. These are really cool stories. There's this bit where he murders his wife. That's kind of wild. It's also his really pregnant wife. Yeah, his pregnant <laughs> wife. It's really scary. I don't I kind of skipped that song late at night. You know, like mm-hmm. I wasn't like, oh fuck yeah, violence. <laughs> so <laughs> I I I I think that there are probably kids that are mature enough to listen to heavy violent music and understand that it's just music. Mm-hmm. Um and then there's kids who aren't. Um but it it definitely just feels like this thing with music like dude radio censorship is crazy now like i like i still think you can't say goddamn on the radio and i'm like that is just it's fucking bullshit like that is so Mm. dumb but that's the only reason we don't have a radio show yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) that's why we do a podcast instead so (laughs) yeah so i know i kind of rambled on there for quite a while and i (laughs) definitely want to let you hop in and, and have your take but I, I just I guess that's like my stance on it is like this just seemed really futile and maybe hindsight's twenty twenty and they didn't know what to do, but it's like eh, I, I don't know it's like I almost don't understand where this came from and then it also continued into the nineties with Columbine Manson mm-hmm. you know what I mean it was it, it it's it's weird only until I think you get past the millennia with two thousand do people finally stop blaming music for issues in the country because yeah, up well, until I, that point, i don't even i don't even know about that i mean last week we just talked about like Lil nas x and his like controversy about dressing up like the devil and oh. you know i i know there were definitely people up in a in a hissy fit over over him so now were they blaming him for problems in society i don't know but they were afraid that he would <laughs> they'll draw on that i mean they'll draw that line that's a good point you're mm-hmm. you're right so i so i guess it hasn't gone away you know, I'm, I mean, it's yeah. just continued on. And I think that's, for me, really frustrating because it's like, I think it encourages people like Little Nas X, Sam Smith, Madonna, because mm-hmm. she somehow hasn't died either, <laughs> to just kind of push the envelope, but not do anything. or Because you know what bothers me right. about the, like, the devils? It, it's just, you're clearly mm-hmm. just trying to be edgy. You're not yeah. making a point. It doesn't fit what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's it's just not a good look. You, it's to me, it's a little cringy, mm-hmm. and I just think like if you're going to be provocative, be provocative, but in a way that one is actually provocative and two actually gets a point across. Like that's the whole point yeah. of being provocative. You don't do it. And sometimes the point can be, hey, this is completely over the edge and like almost satire. I was thinking about bands like Steel Panther, Ninja Sex Party put out that sure. 80s like metal that was just like, it's a joke album. Like, I mean, they're they're kind of like making fun of how over the top 80s hair metal is. And I think that's okay too. <laughs> yeah. I, actually, the part that I love about Ninja Sex Party is they actually will write songs like, you know, like Attitude City. You know, be like mm-hmm. Attitude City, and it's like you know t- we're tough, but then they're like not, and they actually right. play into that like toxic masculinity of of that hair metal scene. Mm-hmm. Um, Steel Panther went the other way and went like, let's <laughs> yeah. double down on it. You know, two right. two in the pink, one in the stink. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. They double down on it, but you're right. Yeah, and. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I kind of rambled on there for a bit, but I was curious about your... I, I mean, I don't believe in censorship 
at all. Um, I think that it should just be, yeah, I doubt PBS is going to run like, you know, a documentary into like fucking Harvey Weinstein or something Mm -hmm. like, but you know, that's what I mean is like people can make educated decisions based on their programming and their demographic. We don't have to censor everything. Yeah. And I, I guess, so I really liked your point about like, you know, there, there is definitely a, a certain age where this isn't, this is not appropriate to listen to, but it is kind of on the parents to seek that out. Um, you know, be in, step up a little bit and you have to kind of like keep an eye on what your kids are doing yeah. and not completely shelter them from, you know, things that could be bad, but you know, be prepared to have the, the discussion. But I was also kind of thinking about like, well, you know, a few years ago, I don't know if this was like urban legend or what but there was like you know stories about oh yeah there's this youtube channel that's like supposed to be a kids channel but then it's got some really dark shit in it you know people killing other people and you know and and it just like pops up on like youtube your algorithm thinks it's a kids channel and then all of a sudden you sit your four-year-old down with an ipad and they're watching these cartoons of these people (laughs) like murder getting murdered and shit yeah (laughs) so i mean that really hasn't changed like if you if you come across a YouTube channel like that, yeah, I mean, it's stupid that it, ex- it exists. But also, like, if you give your four-year-old an iPad, like, they're going to stumble onto some shit. So same way when the 90s, before iPads even existed, you know, you don't need the parental advisory sticker. Just be aware of what your kids are doing. Take, take a vested <laughs> interest. Like, if your kid is like, Mom, can I get the new Twisted Sister album? You can't go. <laughs> well, they have makeup. Fuck no. I mean, you could do yeah. that, but that's that's the whole issue. But if you sit down and listen to it, you would probably be like, this, this band is fucking terrible. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I don't really give a shit. I, yeah. or, or you'll be like, that's not my son. My son <laughs> yeah. wouldn't listen to this shit. I revoke your namesake. <laughs> you will not inherit my land or my titles or the family sword. I thought you were going to say my titleists. <laughs> my titleists, that's there. <laughs> you I have revoked all privileges to the titleists, son. <laughs> You will never hit a clean ball on a fairway again. (laughs) Now go! Play laser tag like a peasant. Dude, I would so much play laser tag over golf any day of the week. You know, I like golf, but I completely agree. And you can drink and play (laughs) golf. I'm still picking laser tag. It's funner. It's it's a blast. It's got lasers, dude. Oh, uh, that went off the rails a little yeah, bit. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> anyways, yeah. I mean, that's really all I had. I just wanted to talk about The Filthy 15. Also, I've seen that movie. Um, anyways. Not funny. <laughs> Porn. Um, no, I wanted to talk about The F- Filthy 15. I, I think it's interesting. And I do think that it had ramifications and and even today and i think you actually did a really good job of of kind of correcting me there you're totally right we still looked at that we looked to pop culture we looked to music we looked to television we looked to movies to kind of critique what they what we think they're putting into us but at the true at the end of the day what i don't think anybody understands is all of that is a reflection of us right they don't make it if you don't buy it so, because mm-hmm. I've heard people go on, it's like we know every show now is like sad and depressing, or 
you know, there, you know, there's a reason why, like, there's all these police shows and firemen shows on TV because I think that the majority of America want to root for the police and firemen. Well, you should always root for firemen. They don't do anything wrong. Mm. <laughs> they run into burning buildings. They're... <laughs> Until black fires become a <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I was just thinking, I, I guarantee you every firehouse across the country when black lives matter and the in the all lives matter and thin boom line and all that started they were just like yeah. Woo! <laughs> right. i am so glad that our job has nothing to do with any of that we just show up and we just kind of stand around if there's not a fire right. you know or if there's a fire we run into it and then yeah, exactly we're good to go <laughs> see ya um but yeah i mean um it's it, the the things that are prevalent in media right now today is a reflection of us. We yeah, totally, man. The the reason that there's a whole TV show that's like glorifying Jeffrey Dahmer is because like people love that shit. <laughs> they, it, it did really well. <laughs> yeah, I have some hot takes on that too. But yeah. well, I you know actually I don't have any hot takes. I'm confused by it because I think you're totally right. I would watch that show and probably not even be able to watch it, honestly, because it's a thing that happened. However, I don't really know who's... I, I don't... I do think we've done it too much. There, I mean, how many movies did we do with Jeffrey? Well, we did a bunch of Ted Bundy. We wouldn't shut up Ooh. about Ted Bundy. Yeah, Zac Efron starred in it. Yeah. <laughs> High School Musical himself. Yeah, which clearly <laughs> was was just the move. I don't know how did he, good he did in the movie, but he was like, what's the craziest role I could do, dude? Oh, fucking Ted Bundy, dude. <laughs> I, I, I just think that media art as a reflection of the things around it, we are not the reflection of it because that's really stupid to think that you could be that influenced by an artist, a singer, a TV show. Like if you're, I mean, yeah, if you're that gullible, then by all means, I guess, pick at it. If you're that stupid Ooh. to just like fall in line with it. But most people are who they are and enjoy the things they enjoy and aren't that easily swayed. Right. But we panic and we think that everybody will be and then everybody will latch on to this really extreme idea and it will crumble the moral fabric of society and i just i think I, I don't know what tree we're trying to bark up, but I, yeah. And the, and, and the other thing I just kind of thought of is like, like you said, hindsight is twenty twenty. Like, you know, this has been going on since much prior to the eighties when Elvis came exactly. about, like, you know, they, they thought he was the devil incarnate for shaking his hips. And now, now we're like, yeah, that was stupid. Um, he wouldn't even do anything that bad. And now like, I kind of, we feel the same way about the eighties and, and I'm sure in 20 years we'll be like, Oh yeah, uh, this is fucked. And the little, Nas X was a pretty good guy. Yeah. Or it'll be like, oh my God, the world's on fire. And it's all thanks to President Lil Nas X. <laughs> President Lil Nas X. <laughs> Mr. President. Get me Billy Ray Cyrus, my head of state. <laughs> or wait, no, that's the president. My secretary of state, Billy Ray Cyrus. Miley Cyrus is the treasurer. <laughs> naturally, naturally. And Sam Smith is Speaker of the House. Madonna, <laughs> weirdly enough, janitor. 
<laughs> she just volunteers her time. Yeah. She don't need the money. <laughs> she runs the Illuminati. <laughs> no, I don't I don't believe any of that shit. I just I think we're surprisingly dumb. I think is what it is. I think yeah. as a whole, we think we're smart. We're humanity. We're look at all this cool shit. We're really dumb. We're really yeah. dumb. We <laughs> advertisements work. Marketing works on us. <laughs> you know, we're just unfortunately we're kind of stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, that's all I really had. Uh, do you have Do you have anything that uh you wanna you wanna add in, or you think you're good? That, I think that's about it. Yeah. Okay. I think we covered it. All right. We're being efficient today. We're yeah. making a point, <laughs> wrapping it up, moving on. <laughs> that's a novel concept. <laughs> yeah. Weird. <laughs> it feels. It's kind of new. It's kind of exciting. <laughs> you should do that more often. All right, Mish. Well, let's get uh, let's get out of here. Uh, cause you know what? I'll put it on the podcast. We may be doing a double header today. So, yeah. uh, which is definitely old school for any of the longtime people. Uh, so that's going to be exciting. Um, so let's wrap this one up and let's move on. Mitch here lately, besides the filthy, the filthy, dirty, stinky 15, <laughs> what have you been cranking? What have you been listening to? Um, I have been cranking. So I was inspired a little bit by uh, last week. I, I talked about the, the band called Sheer Mag. Um, and mm. this one is kind of similar um i've been really into this kind of like so i you know i'm a huge like neo soul fan well i discovered this kind of like other genre that's neo garage rock um and there's this new uh they're not a new band but um it's a band called shannon and the clams um they're actually signed by easy eye records uh dan auerbach's record label um oh. and it's kind of like fantastic. It's it's kind of garage rock again, female led vocalist. Um and they're not so much like psychedelic like uh Sheer Mag was. They're more along the lines of like I've been calling it modern doo-wop. <laughs> okay uh so it's almost kind of like go back even farther 50s like if 50s doo-wop had some like or garage rock overtones kind of lo-fi um and it's really fucking good that's uh that's what i've been into lately shannon and the clams check it out they have a song i think the song i'll put on the podcast is or uh, the playlist is one of their most popular ones it's called ozma um but it's completely just 50s doo-wop with a little bit of with a little bit of spice okay i mean that is interesting i'd like to check it out what uh was it shanna and the clams shannon oh shannon and the clams shannon and the clams and the funky good time jam band (laughs) essentially yeah i would have called it that (laughs) uh no that's really cool you definitely had me at like what's like (laughs) doo-wop What? See, I I figured that would be like that's just what I've been calling it. That's the only way I can like explain it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, yeah, that sounds cool. I'm I'm excited to because uh, I definitely like Sheer Mag. By the way, I know I texted you. Um, yeah. But that that will be a ba- a band I will definitely be coming back to. Um, Sweet. And really, yeah, yeah digging into because I really did like it. Um, yeah, that's dope, man. Um, but yeah, what about you? So yeah, what have you been cranking? As for me. Total coincidence, I have been listening to a pretty popular band that is not on our What You Crankin' playlist. Okay. And it is Queens of the Stone Age. Oh, shit. Are they not on the playlist? Not a single song from Queens of the Stone Age. Wow. I was kind of surprised. We fucked up. Yeah, I was like, huh, because (laughs) I think we probably have a similar take on Queens of the Stone Age that we both dig them. I, I can guarantee you right now we both probably have a couple favorite Queens of the Stone Age songs. Mm-hmm. 
but I don't think either of us have really sat down and listened to a Queens of the Stone Age album all the way through. That's pretty accurate, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's you know, I, I think that I probably like them a little bit more than you do. Yeah. Because out of curiosity and just hearing a really good song, I kind of started to go back and listen to albums that I'm like, oh, that, that single is on that album. I should definitely listen to that whole album. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I, I'm realizing that they're probably one of my favorite bands. Yeah, that's fantastic, man. Me too. And I, um... Uh, they, they, I think they would make the top 10 for me, but, um, I, so while I have not really gone deep down the rabbit hole, uh, I am a huge Josh Homme fan. Yes. Um, so, uh, specifically, um, his guitar tone, his guitar playing is one of the most, the, my favorite that I've ever yep, heard. Yeah, me too. Honestly. Um, yeah. his stuff that he did with them, Crooked Vultures. And even before that, when he was in Caius, I recently discovered that I kind of fuck with Caius. I thought it was a little too, oh, okay. uh, too heavy for me, but now I think I'm kind of turning the page i love that kai uh, now like yeah i'm not a huge kaius fan in the sense that i've heard every album and all that mm. but i love that sound to me that's like yeah. stoner metal stoner rock yes I, I i fuck with that super hard um yeah. so that's cool that's exciting we need to like we need <laughs> to have like a heavy day where we listen to heavier music and like you know what i mean kind of kind of yeah. test the boundaries <laughs> totally dude i'm gonna get you into fucking post metal screamo math rock that i grew up with i i'm getting you into that shit you're you're a step away my dude name a band because <laughs> i'm having trouble even picturing yeah, well, what that is <laughs> no i'm just talking about like whether it's math rock or like a post metal scene i'm just kind of lumping everybody uh, together but like you know bands yeah, gotcha. like the blood brothers terra malos uh, okay. hella yeah. uh death grips which you're kind of I don't want to say into. You're aware of. <laughs> no, I'm aware of, yeah. That's more accurate. Yeah, I'm trying to get you in that weird shit, dog. Um, but no, I was. Uh, I wanted you to put a song in the playlist. Uh, Queens of the Stone Age, their song If Only, which is off their first album in 1998. Wow, yeah. I was six, dude. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I love about Queens of the Stone Age is I think each album is different, but the first album sounds like every other Queens of the Stone Age album. It's like their mm-hmm. sound, they figured it out, they got it, and they I don't feel like they really deviated. They just tried to write different material and experiment. I don't know. They're really, I think they're dense musically in a way I didn't realize yeah. before. So Yeah, totally. I forgot another uh, Josh Homme project that I really like, Eagles of Death Metal. Oh, that's right. Of course, <laughs> Eagles of Death Metal, which uh, uh, Taylor Hawkins played a loose role in. I think he showed up every now and then and helped him out. Mm-hmm. No, I'm thinking of Chevy Metal. Never mind. Chevy, oh, Chevy okay. Metal is his tribute band that he would do. My bad. Gotcha. I'm, okay, well, I guess he could have been there. I don't know. Uh, but I mean, I, I I wouldn't be surprised at all, like the people that are in it. Like. <laughs> I, I, that's what I guess I was trying to say, because it's him and the one guy, and I think they rotate everybody else out. Like, basically, whoever's willing to, like, do shit with yeah. them, I think they just rotate it out. Um, but, yeah, so that's what I've been cranking. So, Queens of the Stone Age, blowing minds and playing weird syncopated riffs since 1998. Hell, yeah, man. Oh, fantastic. Love it. All right, guys, dig it. Well, thank you for listening, checking this one out. Um, make sure you go back and listen to the the filthy fifteen and just raise some hail and praise some Dale. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> goddamn, right. goddamn right. <laughs> um, 
All right. Well, yeah. Thank you. Thank everybody for listening. We'll be back with the next one. Uh, hey, if you have any ideas for an episode, I'm just putting it out there. Something you would like us to learn about or talk about musically, let us know. And prepare to be. Yeah, hit us up on the Facebook. Check out Knuckleball Studios on Facebook. We've been kind of doing a shit job of, well, I've been doing a shit job of like advertising it and talking about it. You've been crushing it, by the way. You make posts like at least once a week. um, And I recognize that. So thank you for doing that. Thank you. But yeah, check us out on uh, Facebook so we know it's not fruitless. Um, If you have already, appreciate it. Um, Check out our Spotify page, What You Crankin'. Um, You can hear all of the songs that we've talked about since the beginning of starting this podcast holy shit yeah that, it's, <laughs> it's a, a playlist. very long playlist <laughs> you got you got a day or two to kill then yeah oh absolutely put that on <laughs> um but yeah and if you if you have any remote idea that you want yeah dm dm us on facebook that's probably the best way of reaching us and uh just prepare to be wildly disappointed while we probably talk about it and totally get it wrong so yeah. <laughs> um all right well as uh the listeners may know you know it's been a little bit tumultuous as of late with scotty yeah. We had to sit down, you know, he left me the voicemail. I played it on the podcast, which he didn't really appreciate. And my fault. We had to sit down. I think things are going well. So, um what Scotty was kind of hoping would happen is we would, you know, kind of k- kind of lift him up a little bit and just be able to give him Mitch what is, is the, he asked he told me this in private. Mitch what is your favorite <laughs> what is your favorite latin influence band or artist he he's really into latin fusion i have no fucking clue why the dude is from like tennessee he loves latin fusion and he just <laughs> wants some latin fusion artists to listen to so you know oh dude you're uh, kind of the latin I... latin music guy you're you're into that shit just can you give scotty some rex and then he'll beam us up <laughs> Absolutely. So first off, I'm glad you asked. I have a whole playlist on Spotify I can send you if you're interested. It's called Espanol Beat. It's almost three hours of uh, Latin Latin fusion Spanish uh, music that I have mostly discovered on my own. Wow. Um, one, I, I guess to name one, um, check out the Budos Band. Um, they have a song called Black Venom, and it is fantastic. Um, yeah, the Budos Band is, fa- is very good. So there you go. Cool. There you go, Scotty. <laughs> Uh, yeah, send, send that playlist to Scotty. He definitely would probably dig that. Uh, as for me, um, you know, I like that Santana song he did with Rob Thomas. You know, that's a perfect fusion, pop, Latin grooves. It's the best. And that's why Scotty hates you. And not no, Scotty doesn't hate me. He just doesn't understand me yet. So we're working, we're building the friendship. But there you go, Scotty. I got you okay. three hours of Latin music. Will you fucking beam us up, dude? Is that oh, is that yeah. adequate, please? <laughs> <laughs>